0: everybody and welcome to tailgate talks powered by the nation hope you all had a happy fourth of july hope you ate some good food drank some good drinks some nice cold beer kept all your fingertips all your fingers kept those safely attached we did Uh, we had ourselves a good fourth hanging out over at a buddy's house had a good time i hope you all did and uh we are back we are back Today is Wednesday, July 5th. This is episode 188, and today we're talking Texas Tech basketball as uh, coach Grant McCaslin has completed his first uh, full roster. Uh, We now know all the guys uh, who will be playing for Texas Tech next year, hopefully, and uh, so we'll dive into that. We also have some football commits that we'll go over and then some tough uh, transfer portal news as Mason Molina hit the portal today, so we'll... Uh, or officially hit the portal today uh, so we'll dive into all of that and to catch everything we're doing here at tailgate talks you got to follow us follow the tailgate follow us on apple follow us on spotify give us those five stars five stars for the tailgate and if you listen to us on apple kindly leave us a review also follow our social media accounts we are on twitter at Telgate underscore talks so we do most of our posting Uh, so if there's any texas tech news or anything else that happens you want to follow us there get our reactions on those Uh, but we are on facebook and instagram as well we do have a youtube channel i've been slow at posting videos on there but uh, give us a follow there Uh, especially during the football season where we'll be posting more and more videos uh, as football season gets closer and closer and of course throughout football season so follow us there also, if you have anything to add to the tailgate, any questions, comments, anything you want to discuss on the tailgate, you can always email us at tailgatetalkspod at gmail.com. So, with all of that said, let's go ahead and get into this week's episode. We're
1: going to start this thing off right. Raider!
0: Man, I've been waiting all my life to do that. All right, well, it is July 5th, and yesterday on July 4th, we received some good news, some fireworks from the Texas Tech basketball team as Grant McCaslin and crew landed a big transfer transfer, that in joe Toussaint, a six-foot transfer from west virginia university a guy that we are familiar with as we had to play him a few times last year Uh, the fifth year senior uh, decided to depart from west virginia after the whole bob huggins stuff happened over the summer Um, and so he hit the portal it was down to us in kansas state and we were able to pull the five-year transfer over Tang and that crew over there. Uh, Joe Toussaint, last year averaged nine points, two rebounds, two assists. Uh, he has three years at Iowa before transferring to West Virginia. So this was a big get. This completes your roster uh, for the uh, for the season. As long as there's you know no departures, as long as everybody signs and everything like that, it always seems a little unstable. But Dustin, what do you think about the uh, about landing Joe Toussaint yesterday?
1: Yeah, I mean, you had talked off air about it a few times, like what what we want to do with this last spot, and I think obviously like getting a big would have been nice, but now that it's complete and we got Tucson, it's a really good addition because you're getting a grown up who's been there, you know, four years already under his belt, going into his fifth year, getting a senior, and a guy who's played a lot of. Power five basketball. I mean, you had them playing the big 10 and then played in the big 12 last year. And you're getting a really good, tough, solid player. And that's kind of just what we need at this point is someone who knows what they're doing. They're going to be really good and tough, especially on the defensive end. I mean, you can't just ask for six, 10 guys left and right. They're just not out there. So you want to keep risking that and see if you can maybe swing one of them or get you a solid player you know what you're getting and that's what we're getting in Joe Tucson so I like it looking back on now
0: yeah it's a solid yeah I agree agree. it's a solid addition to the backcourt to go along with pop and some of the other guys you got back there but like you said all that experience you can't coach experience especially in the big 12 where you need guys who are used to going up against competition day in day out and to have a guy who's You know, he played in the Big 10. Now he's played a season in the Big 12. He knows that each and every night you got to show up. You can't take any off nights in the Big 12. So to have a guy like that, that you're adding to that backcourt, a lot of experience uh, is always valuable. And so uh, a really welcome addition, another guy that you can trust with the ball in his hands to make some plays for you. Uh, And you can never have enough of those guys. Um, And so that was the final transfer for McCaslin and staff. Uh, A lot of, uh, applause around the country for landing Joe Tucson. So love to see that. Uh, another transfer that we have not had the chance to discuss just yet. Uh, last time we recorded, um, it was going to be a transfer from Washington State. His name escapes me at this point. But since then, uh, he uh, failed some physicals. Texas Tech decided to pass on him. He ends up going to Charlotte, which he was originally going and going to. Um, so nothing there. We um, but we did end up, up landing a transfer in Devin Cambridge, a six-foot-six transfer from Arizona State. It's me where you've heard that before. Uh, yep. Warren Washington transferred from Arizona State. Former teammates uh, back at Arizona State, they were uh, both starters on that team that made it to the tournament. Devin Cambridge came in averaging nine points, five rebounds. He had three years at Auburn before he transferred to Arizona Arizona State last year. He comes in as a fifth-year senior as well, so one year. Left for Cambridge. Uh, Dustin, what did you think about this edition? which is a, another pretty nice addition with a guy who's got lots of power five basketball experience?
1: Yeah, again, a lot of good experience there um, going into his fifth year, also. But in this one, you get, you know, six sixth and some length to go out on the wings, um, especially with how we're going to have to play now with a little smaller ish lineup. You're going to have, you know, you have two very capable, capable guards, but then a lot of six 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 seven six eight guys out there which is good and so adding cambridge is nice it's pretty good that you just added probably two starters in the last week or so um they're gonna really help you compete and like you said they've been at power five schools for multiple years already and that's always a plus getting that experience and adults in the room too
0: yeah, he snatched him from Oregon. He had committed to Oregon and then never signed and uh, decided that he did not want to uh, foresee that path. And so you're able to uh, snatch him up. And so, yeah, that completes out your roster. Hey, one more thing on uh, Tucson. Uh, yeah, go ahead.
1: I think I was most surprised by it that we beat out Tang and Kansas State from getting them because <laughs> they're yeah. the – they're the hot commodity in the Big 12 right now with the run they went on. Very likable, good coach. And yep. they're, everybody's transferring there, it seems like. And so when we saw us and then them, and he also posted he was going to take other visits. But the fact that we beat out Tang in Kansas State was a good get, especially in conference like that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that and I think like Alabama had made the list of teams he was going to visit. He ended up backing out and not visiting that. So uh, you won this guy over a lot of good schools. And yeah, a lot of people going to Kent State. Kent State kind of reminds me, it's obviously a little bit different, but it kind of reminds me of like year one to year two Adams. It's like, you know, nobody expected Kent State to be as good as they were last year. Then they're really good. And now every transfer is going to Kent State and it's either going to be like Miami go to the Final Four because you have all these guys, or it could combust because now you have too many guys in the kitchen. And so I'm interested to see. I think Tang's a good enough coach that it's not really going to matter. But uh, it's definitely a big win to get a recruit over them because it just seems like anybody who visits Kent State is uh, going to Kent State uh, this go-around. So That's the other thing everybody was posting
1: was McCassum was six for six on guys he brought on campus for a visit and got them
0: yeah i think think that stat's a little misleading i think it's six out of seven because tyron lawrence the vandy kid did take a visit but he did not commit um he ended up just going back and playing for vandy but so i mean but still you'll take six out of seven any any given time so uh big first year i think for mccaslin and recruiting for texas tech that round out rounds out your roster so as it stands today Uh, We've got three fifth-year seniors. That is Joe Toussaint, Devin Cambridge, and Warren Washington. You've got uh, several uh, fourth-year juniors. They technically have two years left. That's Damarian Williams, Kerwin Walton, and Chance McMillan, the uh, Grand Canyon University transfer that you landed. Sophomores currently, Pop Isaacs, Lamar Washington, Kyron Lindsey, who transferred mid-season last year. Robert Jennings and Darian Williams, the Nevada transfer, and then your, your freshman to round out the team roster: Emily Yalahu and State. Drew Steph. Um, I saw somebody, somebody Jack Francis. I think he's yeah. a walk on, and he's probably just going to be one of those guys who never yeah. plays. Emili but Emily Yalahu and Drew Steph are the main right. two freshmen right. that
1: you're looking at. So, Dustin, now that that roster has been completed, completed. how are you feeling? I feel good about it. You have a lot of experience, which we just talked about. The two transfers, latest ones. And we've kind of noticed in college basketball lately that gets you really far and wins you a lot of games. It's not the one and dones do a lot for some schools, but for the majority of schools being older and veteran and knowing what you're doing plays a lot better. Um, we've kind of talked before. I don't care about how many years they have left. Cause this nowadays transfers and NIL, they're a one year rental <laughs> for all we know of. Um, yeah. But looking at the experience, we love a lot of that. Um, and your best player still sophomore Pop Isaacs. I mean, that's just fact of it. That sophomore group's really, really good. Going to play a lot. They played a lot of minutes last year, so they got a lot of experience um, going into their second year now. Because they're going to play a lot, a lot of minutes this year too. Um, this yeah. this roster kind of reminds me of Adams's first year roster a um, little smaller, but very uh, versatile on the wings, like a lot of six, six, five, six, 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 seven guys. So we're just going to try to be long and lengthy and interchange a lot of guys out. Um, from what I've seen, you know, after the Tucson stuff and heard that they were kind of already transitioning into more of a fast-paced offense transition, whatnot and that's what we're going to definitely need with this kind of smaller wing type lineup four wings out there um so i like it a lot of good experience i think it's a way more solid group than we thought than we had last year i mean once the season started and finished uh, with that group so i think it's good a lot of good depth too so i like a lot of it
0: yeah I, think yeah, I think that's my keyword word is depth, and I feel like we say this every year, it looks like we're really deep, and then it ends up being yeah. we only have like four or five guys, but this, year, but this year I really truly believe that this is a really deep roster, you've got several guys, I mean everybody but your freshman, and really Kyron Lindsey, have played a lot of games, have played a ton of games, have played Big 12, have played Power 5 games, Power 6 games. Um, I mean look at your fifth-year seniors you got Joe Toussaint Devin Cambridge and Warren Washington all of those guys Have been on tournament teams have won a lot of games have competed in big conferences and been successful Your fourth-year guys Damarian Williams and Kerr Walton They you know Kerwin played at UNC and now has played at Tech Damarian was a part of Tech last year So they both have you know big conference experience Chance McMillan um, an interesting guy. Uh, he's a guy that I'll be watching for. He didn't, he hasn't played power six ball, but he's been a part of GCU teams who have been to the tournament, you know, And yeah, totally. those are successful teams. And so those are guys you'll take. And then of course, pop Lamar, Robert Jennings, all team guys who are part of last year's team who, you know, some of them got thrust into bigger roles than I think yeah. they might've been expecting. Um, but that's definitely awesome experience that you get back here. And then, yeah, a couple, just two freshmen that you're, probably going to see play some minutes. We'll be interested to see their roles. But ultimately, I like the way that it's rounded out. Lots of experience um, and lots of guys that you can kind of pick or plug and play. And like you said, I think the style that we're trying to go for here is speed and athleticism. And I'm excited for a coach that hopefully can embrace that and not do kind of what Mark Adams did, which seemed like you had, like you had a really athletic roster last year that you could have pushed the pace, and instead you're just trying yeah. to run it down and do slow-mo offense and stuff like that. So hopefully, and in I, in all signs point to it, but all of that, McCaslin will actually be able to fine-tool this roster to, to play the way that suits this team best. And So. Um, that's that's what I, I like about this roster and what mccassin has been able to do here uh in this first off season and it's gotten some praise from john rostein from so Fran Freshilla nice. and some of those guys too yeah so that's I what i was gonna
1: kind of mention is i like how he put together a roster like set of like older good players because rather than trying to go young or whatever but you got a team that's gonna compete really well in the big twelve I'm not saying like top two top three but you should be able to compete in every game you're in the Big 12 and make the tournament. Like, that's not out of the possibility, especially with this kind of group. And that's what is good for McCaslin, trying to get on a, on a solid, good season in his first year, you know. And, I mean, yeah, like you said, Rothstein tweeted about it and put us at 39th. So, like, top 40 in the country, which is seems about right. <clears throat> so, I like having a solid, competitive team every
0: night yeah yeah i think a lot of the fan base we want to keep that basketball success and that's the scary part about all this coaching you know that we've had um recently all the coaching changes and stuff like that is you want to keep that you know making the tournament you want to keep making keep making the tournament keep making making deep runs in the tournament so every time you change coaches you know you get a little more fearful of that then you have to change coaches twice in a short span but ultimately i think you want to be able to look at your roster from day one and be like, that's a tournament yep. team. And I think that's what we put together here is, is what I expect to be a team that makes it to March. And, and, and you know, we'll see what we look like then, but uh, this is definitely a roster uh, that I think helps pop um, a lot, like help some of those guys um, that I think it's going to play to their strengths and really let them shine. And, and if all of that comes together, then yeah, this, I think this will be a really competitive big 12 yep. team a really competitive um, power six team and a team that you expect to see there uh, in the NCAA tournament. So that's all you can ask for in year one of McCaslin and kind of have to kind of clean up the mess that was uh, left after last season. So um, looking forward to that. Um, next question on that we've got for you, Dustin is who are your X factors on this team now that we've kind of gone through all the guys, who are some of the guys that you, we, we kind of know, the Joe Toussaint's, the war, uh, Warren Washington's, what those guys are going to bring. They played a lot of college basketball. Yep. These are guys that you're kind of already expecting to do certain things for you, but who are, who are some of the other guys that we maybe not really dove into that you're expecting to kind of be make or break, whether this team is successful or not.
1: I'm really going to be watching what Kyron Lindsay can do for us this year. Cause he yeah. is your probably like biggest non-center On the team. Like he's a good 6'9, maybe a little longer than that, too. And so he's going to play a lot of critical minutes at the four and possibly like your five spot when, you know, Warren's in trouble, foul trouble, or an injury comes up. And, you know, it's Warren Washington, Robert Jennings are your two big guys. And Kyron's going to have to be somewhat of a big guy sometimes for you. Um, If you watch any of his stuff at Georgia, the first half of last year, very long defender, but really good rebounder too. And that's going to be huge for this team, trying to get rebounds when we're not as big as some teams that might come out there against us. So Kyron playing that kind of four and five ish role. A lot of times is going to be really, really a big factor for us coming off the bench for
0: us. Yeah, he's definitely one to watch because he doesn't have a whole lot of you know experience. He transferred pretty early into the season last year, so he only has like like maybe ten games under his belt. Um, so he's definitely a guy that I'm watching to see just kind of how he develops um, with all this off time and how he looks next year. Two guys that that are X factors for me are guys that are kind of rollovers from last year that didn't get get, uh, large roles. That I'm just kind of curious how they get used with a different coach. That's the Marion Williams and Kerwin I'm Very intrigued by kind of what they do. I think we know like we know what Pop's gonna do, and and you know we know his strengths. and And for him, it's just like where does he go? How does he improve? Um, I think, we, you know, Lamar is obviously one. But yep. I, I really think Demarian and, and Kerwin have good skill sets. They were just misused last oh, totally. <laughs> year. So I'm curious to see how McCaslin is able to take advantage of their strengths. Like, we know Kerwin can be a knockdown shooter. We just never f- were able to find him looks. And when you're only coming in for a couple minutes, you know. Scared it, to it's shoot because you'll get
1: benched if you miss yeah. one.
0: So I'm wondering wondering if McCaslin empowers him to shoot the ball more, and he feels that confidence, and he's really able to be unlocked uh, from deep because that's just a weapon weapon that every team needs is just a guy who can go and knock down threes. And we've seen it in spurts from Demarion last year; is he had some really good games where you can like see the potential in him. Uh, Just another guy that I felt was underused and not, you know, maybe it was because we had Pop and we had um, Harmon, and we maybe had too many guys. That he just kind of fell by the wayside, but I think those are two guys who, um, you know, obviously have been through it now and understand a little bit more what it takes. And I'm just kind of curious to see what McCaslin does with them and if he's able to unlock something a little bit more uh, for them and expand their roles a little bit more moving into next year.
1: Yeah, I hope so too. Because I mean, we saw Kerwin go off in that one game, and then we saw the, we yeah. saw the light and that that it could be, and then kind of just faded from there. And then yeah, the misuse was just horrendous last year um the was very critical in that stretch yeah. during february and you were making a run one six straight or something like that he was playing a lot of good backup point guard minutes for you and so yep definitely agree there. <clears throat> development and probably better use in a better system um you're gonna hear us say a lot this year man it's crazy like having coaching on that uh, yeah. out there um so that'll be really nice to see if we can actually utilize those two guys. Because we were excited about both of them, especially Kerwin coming in last year.
0: Yeah. There's are guys who shot the three-point ball at a high level, you know, before they got here. And I just, you know, I, to have a coach who's going to be able to put players in the situation that can make them shine, yeah. that's going to be key for these guys. And, you know, hopefully that's the case. Another couple, Another couple guys, you know, Chance McMillan and um, – like uh, Darian Williams, mm-hmm. the, the two early transfers that you got, those are other X factors for me just because, um, you know, they haven't played consistently at this level, but they were on both successful teams before they got to this level. So I'll be curious to see kind of what they bring to the mix. And, um, you know, if Chance McMillan does like a Adonis Arms type <laughs> thing where he just makes that leap from small school to big school and really fits yeah. in like that, that could be huge for this team. And Darian Williams, a former mountain west conference freshman of the year like that's a really good conference and so what can he bring to the table like i, I just think there's so many dudes that couldn't end up being like oh this is you look back on the end of the season like oh this dude made this leap and that's why we were this good and stuff yeah. like that and so i think it's fun it's not just one guy i think there's five six different guys who you can yeah i agree to. uh and, and you know that's not really even diving into pop and jennings and some of those guys so Uh, it's a really exciting roster, which leads us to one of our favorite off season things to do. It's way too early, but we, um, we like to predict what the starting lineup could be at this point. And so now we know the roster. So Dustin um, way too early starting lineup, Texas tech, when they tip off the season, what do you think it looks like?
1: Yeah, I think you have a chance to go nine or 10 deep with this team pretty solidly, depending on how you're using them. But I think you roll out Toussaint and Pop at the two guard spots. And then, obviously, Warren Washington is your big. That's the easy one. Like Those three are very easy. Yeah, yeah,
0: I, agree. yeah. I agree. I think those are the locks. Yeah.
1: If I had to lock any starters, I think those three are confirmed. Locks. Yep, Yeah, totally. Pop, Toussaint, Warren at the big. And then I think you go uh, Darian Williams and Devin Cambridge at the other four.
0: Yeah, that's Do <laughs> you
1: Yeah. But like I said, I think you have a great bench too. Like your first three guys off the bench are going to be Lamar, Jennings, and then Chiron, and Demorian is going to be that other one is
0: the pick who's going to be the the sixth man, who's like the my sixth pick, man. My my my
1: pick,
0: my pick would be Lamar. I think it's going to be like Lamar to come in there either Yeah. need a little more advice at the guard spot so he comes and takes out uh Tucson or early sub like that or maybe you want to push the ball a little bit more so you go three guard heavy or something like that. Because he, he does have a little bit more size. I think so, yeah with just his of...
1: skill set that he brings you at that guard spot he's just gonna have more opportunity with the ball on his hand than yeah. Jennings yeah. and Chiron are. They're gonna be just really critical uh backup defenders bigs and get rebounds for you. Like they're not gonna be Dependent on we need you to score, yeah. you know, we need you to get offensive rebounds and a putback. You can score that way, but I just right. think the opportunity, I agree with you, Lamar is probably your your first off the bench and your sixth man that has a big role. Yeah,
0: but, yeah, but when I look at this roster, I don't know if we'll have a traditional sixth man because yeah. it might depend on what we need. Do we need more size? So it might be Kyron and Robert Jennings who we go to in yep. those situations. Do we need to get smaller than it's, you know, Lamar and McMillan? Uh, and Damarian and Kerwin who could be kind of in in that. that. So I think it's going to be like game by game. But, you know, I definitely love that that you have so many options like like right off the bench. Yeah,
1: like that gets you 10 deep right there. I mean, I don't think the two freshmen are going to factor in much with this roster just because of the rest of the the experience. And, you know, the the Melly is a little undersized and maybe needs to just grow into – a big 12 body yeah
0: he's a project yeah he's gonna be a project and then
1: we just kind of don't know what we're gonna end up getting with Drew Steffi but I think that's okay give him time to develop his body better and learn the big 12 game as a freshman coming in so I think going 10 deep with a lot of good experience is great for you yeah that's,
0: yeah that's that's what I really like when I was trying to put together the starting lineup I was like man there really are I could see this team having a variance by the end of the season like several different starting lineups just trying to you know grant trying to tweak it to where that you know we get the best starting lineup that we can have and I think they're you know as the season goes there's going to be guys who step up and guys who kind of fall and so that that might look different but I'm with you I have Joe Toussaint and Pop as your starting backcourt Warren Washington obviously as your starting center You're going to need that size and we're going to be heavily reliant on him to not be in foul trouble. So that's one of the things that does make me a little bit nervous. But uh, and then I think Devin Cambridge comes in as a starter um, with all of that experience. And then the wild card, I think the only spot that really is that three spot who steps up to win that. But right now, like from what I've heard and everything, it seems like Darian Williams has kind of that advantage and seems like he's really taken some big strides so um and and that i think he has some size uh and he has some really good experience that could come in and be that three for you so uh, i like the options though you know who knows what it's actually going to be but i think like right now as you look at it there's three locks and then those kind of last two spots will just kind of be whoever earns that but either way i think no matter what you're in a pretty solid position with all of these guys any other last bits uh you want to Discuss about no, it. Now
1: I'm looking forward to the season, man.
0: Yeah, looking forward to the season. Uh, we've got our season tickets purchased, so, you know, making those payments. Hopefully we'll have uh, a feel for some of the games soon, uh, non-conference. Hopefully we're able to land some interesting opponents to get them to come here to Lubbock. Uh, it always helps. <laughs> I did see Oral Roberts. We got players. a
1: game with them coming to Lubbock. All right. So that's probably That'll be good. Your best non-conference home game but
0: that's, but that's good like i'll take an oh yeah, yeah over yeah. a lot of those other schools like a team that consistently can make the tournament yep. that's a, that's a lot more attractive to me than, uh on that non-con schedule winnable so, game
1: you know, but yeah someone that you know isn't UTRGV. You,
0: you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah somebody might kind of make you sweat a yeah. little bit. you know you need some of those games in the in the non-conference to bolster your uh rpi bolster that you know uh that strength of schedule to to help you get to the tournament so um we'll of course keep our eye on that and any other basketball news and we'll be sure to discuss it here uh, during the summer as the news is kind of slow as we start building up for football season the other little tidbit of basketball news that we have for you this week is uh we officially have i think what will be our last assistant coach i, I I've heard rumors that there might be one more, Yeah, um, but this is like I think your main assistant coach was finally announced. It was long speculated on who this was going to be, and it turns out that it is Luke Barnwell from Sunrise Christian Academy. He's a two-time Naismith High School boys uh, coach of the year, Um, so uh, did a really good job at the high school level. He's coached some um, pretty big names at the high school level, some like Grady Dick. Uh, Jaden Akins for Michigan State, Kennedy Chandler and Shaden Sharp, who are both in the NBA, and uh, Tyron Lawrence, a guy you almost were able to try to pull from Vandy to come to Texas Tech. Uh, so he's coached some notable dudes, so he's got a lot of high school connections. He's uh, That's what you're kind of hoping, I think, with him is to bring those connections, maybe get you in the room with some of those high-level recruits and see if he can bring them on i don't really know what he brings from a coaching standpoint i don't know really what his sure. philosophy is what his <laughs> style is but i'll take a guy who's been named no state high school boys coach of the year twice so dustin what are your thoughts on luke barnwell being added to the staff
1: yeah seems like another good solid young addition um are there two coaches that came with him from north texas were also kind of younger guys uh, yeah. i like that especially coming from a older coaching staff that we had last year, not hating on any of them, but like just the relationships yeah. are different. And I think more connection yeah. can be made with a little younger staff that way.
0: Yeah. We've definitely got younger.
1: <laughs> and you definitely got younger. Um, and like you said, yeah, two time high school coach of the year. That's really good. Um, I didn't know he had coached some of these guys you listed off. And that makes me like kind of open my eyes like, Whoa, all right. I mean, yeah, it's easy to coach games with better players, but those good players just kept coming to get coached by him too. So, like, yeah, I think it's back and forth. But yeah, I thought the same thing that you mentioned. Like, it gets you in the door in recruiting and relationships and that stuff. And so that's a very critical piece to McAslam yeah. trying to build the next team. You know.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm- Big fan of that, that. and especially in this day and age, like getting these guys young, getting some, you know, these kids uh, in in the room with these is just uh, big for your brand. Yeah, and you mentioned Uh, there might be another one
1: coming, and yeah, there's another coach on the horizon. Um,
0: Yeah, AAU, but he's an
1: AAU guy, Mm -hmm. so there's probably NCAA rules that you can't coach conflict interest, another team that's not your NCAA team, so. Gonna wait for the AAU season to finish, and he'll probably be announced like August. I think is what I've heard. Because when that stuff yeah. ends, I don't keep up with AAU. So I don't know what their schedules like, but yeah. later. And that's also just another good connection at that level.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it seems like McCaslin has a vision for how he wants to do the recruiting. Um, I think I feel comfortable with how we've been able to land transfer portal guys, so I think we're still going to be competitive in that. Um, and, and now you just want to be able to get some young guys that you can get here and develop them. And so uh, it will be interesting to see how uh, that coaching addition plays out. We'll be, uh, of course, here to break any news, uh, discuss any news that gets broken on the next assistant coach, the AU guy. We'll uh, you know wait and see what happens with that uh, and any other things that happen with basketball. But uh, in the meantime, football has been killing it over the yeah. summer in the recruiting trail. And so we're going to go talk some football, talk to Joey McGuire and the additions that the football staff has been able to pull in. Dustin well if you any of you are on Twitter we have had a lot of fun over the last few weeks with the additions that uh, Joey McGuire and company have been pulling in Uh, lots and lots of recruits in the 2024 class have been committing Um, there's still some names out there that I think we're waiting on Micah Hudson and you know Casey Pope uh, maybe at the top of the list but uh, so far uh, recruits that have been announced over the last couple of weeks um sorry if I missed a few there's just been so it many really has. trying to get some of the <laughs> trying to get some of the main ones we've got uh Isaiah Collins an athlete we got uh Oliver Miles a three-star defensive back Kai Payton Morgan a big four-star defensive back that was a huge one that we were waiting for he officially announced uh, we got Ashton Hampton a three-star defensive back uh, Eddie Smith, a three-star defensive lineman. Charles Anderson Jr., a three-star defensive lineman. Then you got a couple receivers and Tyson Turner, who's a four-star wide receiver, and Jacoby Williams, who's kind of an athlete, three-star wide receiver, running back. I think he played a little bit of both in high school. I, I don't necessarily know what position you're recruiting him to. Yeah. There. I've seen a little know. bit. I've seen some people say he's going to be a receiver. I've seen some people say he's going to be a running back. Got gotcha. you gotcha. there. Any names that I might have missed, Dustin, that you have that you wanted to yeah. point out? Or?
1: There was one. No recruits that you missed, but there was one transfer. Another DB. Yes, <laughs> yeah. we got all the DBs this past week. Uh, got a corner from Baylor, AJ McCarty, and that's kind of a big one to put in your. That's a huge one, yeah. Defensive, you know, defensive backroom depth chart because
0: he'll play this season. He'll
1: play this season as maybe third or fourth guy, like, corner for your team. But also, like, was reading into some of his stuff. Like, he was probably going to be a starting guy at Baylor. So, like, to yeah. steal a, another starter from a top team in the same conference, like, it's in-state rival, like, that's a huge, huge get for you.
0: Yeah, and I think, like, the way it's set up, he's just kind of walking on, and mm-hmm. the Matador Club will take care of him mm-hmm. with his NIL and everything like that, so he's coming on and a welcome addition to the secondary. And not really and taking a spot, have, like scholarship spot. Yeah, and you're going to have another dude uh, back there. And it, it's already a pretty deep and experienced defensive backfield. Yeah. Um, so get to add that to it. But yeah, this staff just continues to kill it. And if you just kind of pay attention to the names, there are lots of defensive back, defensive linemen, receivers. You can just tell kind of where their focus is on for the 2024 class. I think there was an offensive lineman in there that I might've missed. Yeah.
1: Um, where was his name?
0: Um, that had announced yeah. too. Um,
1: but yeah, like I'm looking at 24 seven right now and we're ranked 24th for that year's class with 17 guys. So this yep. early in that process, cause I think you have December's, like, signing day or something. Like, 30 of 17 hard commits like that is really, really good. So, I'm
0: Ellis Davis is the four-star offensive tackle from Prosper, Texas that has committed. And, like,
1: what you've noticed with this, like, lots of D-linemen or O-line and D-line, but then receivers and DBs. Like, you have so many skill guys, and they have targeted – Guys who are long and lengthy, like at your DB positions. Um and fast. Yeah. Ben Golan had a great tweet the other day. If y'all aren't following him for tech stuff, he should. Um, in that DB class for 24, there's five guys. All of them are over 6'1". And all of them have wingspans longer than 6'4". <laughs> yeah. So, like, you got length. And the other thing, you, if you keep up with the notice – They are targeting speed. Like, half of these guys are, like, all-state track kids as well. Um, (laughs) So, like, you got speed, you got length, and you're working on your depth at all those positions, too. Um, And 100% from Texas. You haven't gone out of state once. Like, that's kind of impressive.
0: Yeah. And that's what we expected when we hired Joey McGuire, you know, was to get those Texas boots yeah. back that we felt like we had lost in the Wells era and to be able to recruit high school players again. And he's definitely been able to do that. And he's made recruiting fun again, <laughs> where it's actually fun to pay attention recruiting to fun you know, again. what's going on <laughs> and yeah, what players are we in on. And, you know, the whole Michael Hudson thing, like to even have a chance at a guy like Michael yeah. Hudson is just something that we so I mean, many years ago, just we're never going to even be in the room with a guy like that. And so, um, yeah you can tell what their focus is on you can tell they identify like what fits their mold and that they're just going to go load up on a bunch of guys like that and so it's fun to see uh, it's fun to see the let's go tweets and the whole coaching staff get hyped for recruit and then see the announcement it's another three star it's another four star and all you can do is just load up on these guys and trust your coaching staff to turn the four stars to five stars the three stars to four stars and just like improve on these guys and just something you hadn't had something you hadn't had in a long time is the ability to get these guys in your program
1: and then develop them. yeah and the other thing you kind of mentioned there like the development part but like they this group of like Blanchard and Maguire and the recruiting group of staff they are identifying these guys very early on like as sophomores or early juniors before they even get stars um, on these websites and that's been a critical thing of yeah tech was my first offer and I've been talking to them for a while and it feels great like almost half these guys are more like first offer was tech first offer was tech first offer was tech so you're starting to build that relationship early and identifying guys so far out and then trusting yourself that you're you know, identifying these guys and their skills are going to develop and pay off. And it really has.
0: Yeah. 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 And so, so, you know, obviously some of these names will, you know, might fall and might go to another school. Ivan carrying a tight end that we had committed to us, you know, decommits and then goes to Oklahoma. So you're going to have that. And his spot got taken very quickly. Yeah.
1: There's a lot of guys who want to come and jump on board. So. This yep. coaching staff like, if you're not all the way on board and you're going to commit and then go take other visits, we're not cool with that.
0: Yeah, and what I like is like you don't sweat it because you just have the confidence in the staff to get another guy, to get another guy in and to fill that role, and they don't lack the confidence in yeah. doing that. And so, uh, Been very fun. Um, hopefully some more names will come rolling in, some big names that we're kind of on the lookout for, and when that happens, we'll be here to discuss it. Um some big twelve news dropped today. Preseason honors were announced, and first team all team offense is Jaron Bradley. And first team defense is Jalen Hutchings. So nice yeah. to have a couple of Red Raiders on there. Um of course there's you know 14 teams now in this conference. So there's lots Jeez. of names to choose from. So to have a couple of Red Raiders on there is good. Um and you know, definitely expecting big things from Jaron Bradley this year, who you know, really had a nice breakout season last year. Expect him to build on that. And then, of course, the steady Jalen Hutchings, who's uh, been here for a long time. And you just kind of expect the same production from him. Uh, Dustin, your thoughts on these guys getting those first team yeah, I haven't, you know, nominations? I
1: haven't seen this list. I'm looking at it now. But, yeah, those two guys pop off as probably, yeah, your best chance to get an awards um, there. But yeah, Hutchings. We've expected a lot of him out of the last like three years, two years, and then this one coming up. So love seeing that as a D lineman on there. Um especially with that D line group you're gonna put out there with those two transfers that were really are getting hyped up a lot. Um but yeah, I didn't think about adding these, you know, four other teams. Still got Texas and OU. Like it's a very crowded room for uh, awards. So yeah. hard to get on the list but it looks like Kansas state has quite a bit texas has quite a bit on there as well kansas surprisingly has quite a few several yeah like three offensive players and one defensive player like that's a lot for kansas <laughs>
0: damn and the two schools uh houston and ucf didn't have any yeah. players uh nominated but i think every other school has at least a player um on there somewhere so but yeah. But yeah. So, shout out to Jaron Bradley and to Jalen Hutchings on getting those first team preseason nominations. Uh, it's always fun to have some guys be hyped up before the season. Uh, but it all doesn't matter until everybody That's hits right. the field. Uh, so hopefully we have a few more guys on those lists by the end of the season. Expect big things uh, from this team this season. We can't wait for football season. It's getting closer and closer. Uh, we are. You know, in July, that means August and, and football is here. So uh, we'll be, of course, ramping things up, you know, as football season gets closer and closer, uh, discussing more things along uh, what what's going on with football. So I uh, wanted to discuss some of the recruits that we got and those first team honors for Jaron Bradley and Jalen Hutchings. Um, but now we've got some kind of sad news as uh, the portal giveth and taketh away. So. <laughs> Uh, let's head over to the diamond and talk about the latest entry into the transfer portal. All right, Dustin. Well, like I mentioned, the portal gave us Joe Toussaint in basketball, but the portal has taken Mason Molina and it doesn't seem like he is going to come back. We do know that just because they entered the transfer portal does not mean that they're officially gone, but all signs point to Mason Molina joining Arkansas. That's the news that we've heard since I think kind of early early, in the week, it was uh, uh, posted on Red Raider Sports that he had entered the portal yeah. uh, just today as we're recording is kind of when the noose is broken out on Twitter, um, but uh, your, best your best pitcher, pitcher uh, last year hitting the portal is not fun to hear. Nope. Uh, Dustin, your thoughts on, on the latest entry into the transfer portal for Texas Tech.
1: Yeah, that sucks. Especially, I don't think we expected that to come down when he had a good yeah. season, thought we'd put enough around him to be good but like man you were looking good to bring back a lot of this team and develop for next year and now you're gonna lose out on your best pitcher and that's kind of the weakness of your team already is pitching and bullpen. so god that really hurts but i mean i can't really blame him um you know big 12 baseball is good but sec is where it's at for baseball like you don't watch College World Series. Yeah. SEC just is littered with it. There's always Dominate. four or five teams that make it, and it's SEC. And I think they've won the last – five different teams won the last five national championships and all from the SEC. Like It's, no. it's great, and there's a lot of – they put a lot of money in their facilities over there too. I mean, so –
0: put a lot of money in their facili- uh, facilities and to their players. You know, yeah. like LSU bought a really yeah. good roster last year, won the Natty. Um, that's what the SEC is doing. And they're just kind of poaching from Big 12 and some of these other leagues and turning their league even better by taking all the talented uh, players from these schools like Texas Tech. And so, uh, you know, it seems like um, Mason Molina and Hudson White both go over there. Yeah. So two of your better, better players – uh, especially, you know, your best pitcher that, that doesn't feel good. Um, and, and you know, it seems like this might be a trend for Tech unless we, you know, figure out a way to keep up NIL-wise with baseball, which is already kind of hard to do since you're already trying to be competitive in football and in basketball. Yeah. Um, but uh, we'll be interested to see kind of what happens. Um, you know, you're feeling good about Molina and Kyle Robinson kind of leading that staff next year now. Uh, you lose that arm. So we'll be here to monitor whatever else happens. I know we've gotten some players in the portal. We got a Gonzaga third baseman. Um, and I think, or a, yeah, Gonzaga or somebody third yep. baseman. Uh, we've got some other players, a uh, uh, ACU pitcher. So hopefully some more players to be added that maybe, maybe make that loss of Molina not hurt so much, but definitely hate to see guys that, you know, you have have so much potential for you uh, just kind of go and, and, move on yeah. over to the sec so i uh, wanted to get that news in there uh unfortunate but uh, we also had a shot bet draft last time we were on the show dustin won the best alcoholic beverage draft so shout out to dustin good job uh, on that one we had fun with the t- uh, talking tech guys uh, drafting best alcoholic beverages uh, if you missed that go give that episode a listen it was a fun time uh, with those guys uh, and before we get out for this week, Dustin, go ahead and give us your final shot.
1: Yeah, I have used a lot of these final shots for Texas Rangers and Josh Young uh, spotlights. Yep. And I mean, we're gonna keep that trend going as the All-Star game approaches. Josh Young is, as a rookie, an All-Star starter. For the AL, the, yeah. the Texas Rangers have the most American League uh, players going in the All-Star Game. They have six, a lot of the infield, pitcher and catcher and one outfielder. But yeah, pretty surprising that Josh Young, his first year, is a starter. That's a big deal, um, not even to just yeah. get in the game, but to be a starter for that um, as your first season. So great job for him. I hope he keeps it up the second half of the year um, with all the Rangers as they're in first place and AOS still going into this all-star break.
0: Yeah. Really cool for him. He's had such a great season. And, uh, you know, I'm sure Texas tech Twitter, uh, definitely got involved in the voting process, but, um, (laughs) he's definitely had numbers to back it up. It's not just like some voting anomaly that he made it to the all-star starters. Uh, he's actually had the numbers and stats to back it up. And so it's really cool that a kid we were all watching several years ago here at Texas Tech, we all saw big things for him, and they're starting to play out on the field. You know, you got a guy who uh, is making the all-star starters in in baseball, and you got Patrick Mahomes in football, so it's a good time to be a Red Raider. Um, Now hopefully we can just get somebody in the NBA, and then we'll have the three sports, you know, taken care of with some – uh, high-profile players from the University of Texas Tech. Uh, my final shot will be NBA free agency. Uh, one of my favorite times of the NBA oh, yeah. season is the offseason. I'm um, like our guy Tristan McGonagall. I love NBA when there's not in, any NBA <laughs> being played. Uh, we had the draft, which, of course, saw Victor Wembanyama go to the Spurs, and then NBA free agency began. Um, and so all sorts of deals being signed it's always really fun as soon as the free agency window opens up and Woj and shams are just tweeting left yeah. and right what deals have been signed of course there wasn't any like big big moves this year uh, you know name wise you know most of the big guys stayed put a lot of re uh, yeah most of the big guys got re-signed Draymond you know ends up being a warrior Kyrie stays with the mavs a lot of stuff like that. But ultimately, I thought, you know, the Lakers did a pretty damn good job this offseason. They signed some uh, pretty good guys. They got Gabe Vincent over to the Lakers. That's a good addition. They got Torian Prince over to the Lakers. That's another good addition. Um, They got really solid role players to kind of fill into that roster. And then ultimately keeping Austin Reeves is a big win and not having to shuck out a whole lot of money for him, uh, which I thought they were definitely going to have to do. Um, any other teams that you thought did good job in the free agency uh, period, Dustin?
1: Yeah, I like what the Lakers did. And like you said, I think they kept a couple good pieces, of Rui and Austin Reeves, but then they brought in some other good, solid role players. I think they're going to have a really good squad going into next year.
0: Yeah, I definitely think they were, you know, the second best team at the end of the season last year uh, behind the Nuggets, and I think they – you know, stayed put to where they'll be contenders this year. Uh, Teams I didn't think did so good. Uh, Houston Rockets, looking at you, uh, mainly, you know, $80 million for Dylan Brooks is uh, interesting. Um, It's a lot of money to that guy, but um, I get it. They're just trying to get some vets in the room and what's been a really young roster that needs some kind of leadership. So they paid a lot of money to Dylan Brooks, a lot of money to Fred VanVleet. Uh, we'll see how that goes over. And really the heat, you know, unless they get Dame Lilly They Dame Lilley, lost they really
1: some guys. Yeah, Gabe. And, they
0: lost guys.
1: Yeah, they lost a couple good players. So, once they get Dame, they're going to slide back.
0: Yep. Yeah, so uh, those are two teams that I was kind of interested by what they did. Other than that, you know, um, a lot of teams just kind of maintaining, I think. Yeah. A lot of teams trying to get better in some spots. The Pacers, I think, did a pretty good job getting Bruce Brown. Nice addition for yeah. them. They traded, got Obi Toppin, your guy. Dustin, Obi and can't be uh, stopping. So Pacers kind of did some interesting things. But uh, always love the NBA offseason. There's always a lot of fun uh, news lines, storylines, stuff like that going on. So wanted to shout that out. But uh, that's all I got for you guys this week. Dustin, you good? good, uh, man. Appreciate y'all hanging out with us. Catch everything we do here at Tailgate Talks. Uh, follow us on Apple. Follow us on Spotify. Give us those five stars, five stars for the Telgate. And if you listen to us on Apple, kindly leave us a review there. We always appreciate those. Follow our social medias. We are on Twitter at Telgate underscore talks. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram as well as we got our YouTube channel up. So give that a follow. All right. Well, thank you guys for hanging out with us this week, discussing some Texas tech basketball the final roster for McCaslin um, era at Texas Tech as that begins. Texas Tech football news and then, of course, Miss Simona, including the transfer portal. And as always, we will catch you all.